0: And we are back. So before we get into our Sounds Like That question of the week, remember, B? we were talking about (laughs) I was giving my hot takes? Yeah. We didn't bring that back. Jason's hot takes. And I was talking about, I do it, but I don't know why I do it. It's walking on the uh, inside or outside of, you know, of Ashley, right? Yep. So one of our faithful listeners uh, (laughs) uh, called me. It's adjacent. It's not because of cars running up onto the sidewalk. So she actually gave me the reason why men are supposed to walk on the outside. Is it the outside or the inside? I'm not sure what direction. It's the outside. The outside. Okay. Outside. Men are supposed to walk on the outside. Yeah, but I'm not sure. I know what side it is, but I'm not sure if we call it the outside or we call it the inside. So why men are walking on the outside. And she said it's because back in the day, with you know, horse and buggies when the the splash of the water, right? When it rained outside and there was puddles. It's so the the man would take the water, take the splash of the mud for his woman. And I was like, ah, that makes sense. Okay, so now I will I'll walk on the outside so that so that my lady <laughs> doesn't get splashed by mud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Chivalry is <laughs> <Maria's> dead, people. <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's get to the uh sounds like that question of the week. Y'all, sounds like that, official music provider for the Let's Talk to your podcast and all of our American cheer music. We have some good stuff. Junior Blue, we got you blue in the face. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, B. I struggle with time management and using our short time efficiently. I get my elementary aged girls between 2.20 to 2.30, but we can't start until 3 p.m. Lots of stuff going on at the school, which I have tried to organize and change, but hasn't and won't happen because of course we are not a priority. I have practiced from 3 to 4.30. During this time, I'm trying to get the girls to listen and get stuff done so we can move on. We have an exhibition coming up and our time, our two-time-a-week practices are running out of time. I need more efficient practices. Help. There we go. Well, let's hear what you have to say, Jason, because I'm interested in this for sure. This is actually very true. Our very first... We used to do coaches retreats when I was at PCM, like a, I don't call it a retreat, but like like a coaches conference, like an in-house coaches conference at PCM. And we would go to, I think we went to San Diego one year and went to Vegas one year and it was all the locations or everyone that could send staff. And then we'd go and then our owners would have coaches, different coaches within our staff like teach on different subjects. Right. And so the very first subject I ever taught, like my first little mini conference was time management for practice. It's a true story, time management for practice. And I did old school. I didn't have a presentation. I didn't have like a, a fancy presentation with like slides and everything. I just did it old school speech 101. Like I learned in college, note cards, Like, right, right. Like, like 20 index cards with my presentation on it. And I would go and I would do it one card at a time. I did my little presentation, right? That has been, and I took that same topic. And it was like the first thing. It's how I got into the varsity U circuit. I presented time management. I did this little video, this is a true story. I did, I put together a little slideshow and recorded myself doing the first like 10 minutes of the presentation, maybe not even 10, probably first five minutes of the presentation, maybe not even five minutes, who knows, but just a short snippet. And I sent it to the person who was booking the Varsity U, you know, talent, right? And so her name was Kylie at the time. And I filmed myself, do the presentation and go and in the middle of it, like hip, like cliffhanger, I go, Kylie, if you want to hear the rest, book me on Varsity U. And I sent her out a little YouTube link. And like 15 minutes later, she said, this was great. Let's get your information. Let's get you on Varsity U. Anyway, and it's been like my staple presentation ever since is time management. True story. Now, here's the other two stories. Third true story I'm telling you. Those index cards. I found in my garage not too long ago, or like two years ago, I found those index cards in my garage. And it's crazy how the speech really hasn't changed that much. I'm like, man, I still say that same thing to this day. And I have like this fancy presentation that I do now. And it's all, you know, that I did in 20, who knows, 20, probably 12 or 13. So 10 years ago on those index cards. Anyway, so shameless plug, I'm going to actually turn that into a digital course. I don't want to really do it till the summer. There'll be a summer digital course. So be on the lookout for that coming up here in the next couple of months. But I'm going to turn that into a digital course that you can purchase. So back to her question. She gets an hour and a half twice a week with her athletes. And she just needs time, some time managing hacks and efficiencies. So when you're on a short budget of time... The one thing that I think you need to do first is make sure that your athletes understand two things that one, you have a very limited amount of time. Hey, guys, we do not have a lot of time to waste. This time is very precious. One thing I used to drill this into our kids' heads. I don't say it as much. because I kind of feel like it's in our culture now. But I used to drill this into our kids' heads that time is our most precious commodity. Once we lose it, it is gone. We cannot get it back. It is, I used to say that. A thousand times of practice, right? Time is our most precious commodity, guys. We gotta stop wasting time and make them understand how valuable a second, a minute, an hour is at practice, right? So I think you have one. Get your athletes to understand that time is valuable, and so if they aren't wasting time. And- There is, I read some book like, you know, the best teachers and the best coaches understand and get their classes to understand that, you know, efficiencies are really important. Like how fast we line up or how fast we can turn in papers or how fast we, you know, get done with water breaks. Like those things really do matter, especially, well, they always matter to everyone, but especially when you're on a tight budget, you really don't have any, any time to lose. And it's funny, I always say, I've said budget twice now. I always think about budget the same way I think about money. Like we, although some people aren't that good with money and they waste money, like we all understand, like none of us really want to just throw money out the window. Right. And I think that we treat we put a higher respect on money than we do on time. But really time, again, I've already said it, is our most valuable Commodity. So, coaches need to treat time as such, and you really have to make sure your athletes understand to treat time as such. And the other thing is you need to make sure that you have budgeted out your practices. What exactly are we getting done today? So, when you're on a tight budget, as far as time is concerned, you need to make sure that you come into practice with a game plan. What exactly are we getting done? Today, and it can't, and not just a game plan for that day, but you need to have an extended game plan mapped out on what needs to get done in general over this next month and map those things out. So, have a game plan for the day, have a game plan for the month of everything that needs to get covered, stick to your game plan, you know, throughout your daily practices. But at the same time, you know, make sure that you Adjust the game plan when needed. So, what what do I mean by that? Like, stick to it, but adjust it. So, a lot of coaches will write a game plan out and then not follow it at all. They wrote it out, and now they're just like, you know, they put it, you know, it goes by the wayside, and then they just freestyle practice after that. So, you need to make sure that you adhere to, you know, hey, we're going to work on baskets, we're going to work on cradles, we're going to work on this, we're going to work on, you know, these specific things. And if I can be really specific with the parts of baskets you're going to work on, we're going to work on catching. And freezing in our cradles. We're gonna work on the height. We're gonna work on our on our shapes. Right. Be really specific with what you're gonna work on with jumps. We're gonna work on our timing. We're gonna work on our our pointed toes. we gonna work on these things. Right. But then, as you're going through practice, realize, oh, okay, like that was I I scheduled out 15 minutes, but that really took 20 minutes. And make sure you note those things down so you can um, make adjustments in the future and be able to you know make adjustments. As needed to your game plan as you see the flow of practice going. Not that you're freestyling it, but you know, things just need adjustments for whatever reason. Oh, I scheduled way too much time for this. Oh, I didn't schedule enough time for this. So I think that's um the basics right there. Make sure that your athletes have the understanding that time is our most precious commodity. Make sure that you budget out your each practice, and make sure you have like a kind of an overall game plan of what you need to accomplish over the next several weeks. There's a really good, I don't want to say quote, but just something to know is that learning can only happen once forgetting happens. So you go to a party, right, Brittany? You go, you meet someone, and you meet a girl named Jessica. <laughs> Hey, hey, Brittany, nice to meet you. I'm Jessica. Hey, Jessica, nice to meet you. You guys are talking. Well, what do you do? Oh, I run the jump board at American Cheer. Oh, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the Jessica I had in mind. And all of a sudden I realized that you knew a Jessica that you worked with closely. <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking, you meet a Jessica and you guys are talking and then you're talking about what she does and you're talking about her kids. You're talking about your kids. Or you're talking about all these different things. Right. And then all of a sudden you realize after 10 minutes of conversation that you don't know her name. You're like, I don't know this lady's name. Right. The only way for you to learn is for you to retrieve that name, and then you get better at retrieving that name. But learning can only happen after you've have started to forgot things, or after you start to forget things, right? And so you have to like retrieve it to get used to. You have to create a groove in your head of retrieving her name, like making a path, kind of like the same way like when you start, you know, you you go on like mountain hikes and you see that there's like a dirt path or whatever, it's just because a bunch of people have walked to and from that path a bunch of times. They've created, you know, a groove in the ground, right? Like a path. And so you need to create a path um, that recognizes, you know, Jessica as a person. But that only happens after athletes start to forget. The point of the story is athletes rarely learn something in one session. It takes several sessions of retrieval for an athlete to actually learn something. So anyway, so that was, that's why you did the game plan of a month or so of what you're going to cover. So you can cover topics multiple times because just doing it once will not cut it. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk to Your Podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.